The title of, of yesterday's episode, I've decided, is going to be, wait, the new Han Solo guy isn't in Baby Driver? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where I get together with two of my best friends in the entire world, that also happen to be my sisters, and talk about movies, our childhood, anything that we want, recapturing what it used to be like coming back from the Guzo Cinema Sphere Tech on a Friday night when we were kids. And I want to start off today by first welcoming my sister, Becky, calling in from bed rest in California. Beck, Welcome. Thank you. I've actually moved to the glider from the bed. So glider rest today. The the Ferrari of gliders. Of, yes, this is this is the Ferrari of gliders. But that's, oh, that's for true. that's for my other podcast about fancy furniture. So <laughs> Okay. And welcome my sister calling in from the Canary Islands, Lily. Yes, three different time zones podcasting. That's actually, I so I, I created the logo and then I created a little tagline and it's the tagline is going to be three siblings, three time zones, infinite opinions. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so let's get to it. I want to start with a story from today. So I uh, was meeting one of my dear friends, Ariel, for lunch and we were walking into a coffee shop that we'll rename Nameless and we were... Having our, I didn't have a coffee. I was drinking uh, sparkling water. She was having a coffee. And then a mutual friend walked by and was flaunting this beautiful looking hot chocolate with the little design in the top drizzled in. And, and I said, oh, I didn't have dessert after this salad lunch that I had at the Little Beat. And I really want to have a hot chocolate. Did you just say you weren't going to mention her, the place? No, no. The Little, the no, little Beat is where I had the salad. That's where you oh. got a salad. Coffee shot, and, little, and the little beet salad is okay. amazing. It's like Becky level everyday. Oh, it's it like again. I ate a salad for lunch. It's amazing. So here I am, kind of craving some sort of yummy chocolatey dessert for eating a Brussels-based salad for lunch, and I see this hot chocolate, and I said, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna." I agonized a little bit, and then I said, "Okay, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna go and order this hot chocolate." So I wait online. I get to the front of the line, and I ask the very nice person at the front of the line, and I say, "Hey." What's the deal with the hot chocolate here? Because as you know, in many times when I go to restaurants, I want to I wanna know if they're committed to a particular dish if I'm going to order it, right? Like you don't go to um, a burger place and order sushi, right? So this is a coffee place. I didn't even see hot chocolate on the menu. And I said, hey, can I order a hot chocolate? And she looks at me and she just kind of says, well, we can steam some milk and put our mocha drizzle in it. And I said... And I said back to her, I said, you don't seem that committed to the quality of your hot chocolate. And, and she looked at me back and confused. And I said, do you, do you sell hot chocolate or not? And she goes, well, we could put our mocha drizzle that we put in our coffees in this steamed milk for you. So I'm like, oh. So I said, well, is there anything else other than milk we could Wait put it in? Cause it, being what did you see the other Hold lady on. have? Wait. But it also doesn't sound like she's making a hot chocolate. It sounds like she can just drizzle a little bit of... Well, the other lady hadn't had hers yet. She just seemed mostly excited by the design. So before I went in on a hot chocolate, I wanted to know, what am I getting here? So 
as a result, I just looked at her and I said, look, you don't seem committed to your hot chocolate game here, so I am not going to order a hot chocolate here. And I walked away and continued our meal and came home and just ate four Ghirardelli sea salt soiree chocolates to fill that void. But that led me to want to ask you guys, we've had so many hot it's chocolate experiences in our life. It's getting a little bit cooler here in Virginia. Uh, what are some of your top chocolate, hot chocolate experiences that you have had um, growing up or best hot chocolate memories? First of all, I feel like you we need to at least preface this, preface this conversation with the fact that we're all lactose intolerant. So, like, giant glasses of steaming milk are not, uh, not really the I feel like it's irrelevant to the story since we all grew up drinking hot chocolate and obviously having stomach growth. But, like, but then also, like, kosher hot chocolate where it's probably made with water, like, not real milk. Like, we are not the connoisseurs of hot chocolate. Why wouldn't kosher hot chocolate be with real milk? You just don't have a steak with it. What do you mean? No, I just because like everything in our house was like margarine. It's like we didn't like milk was no, not a thing. No, I had hot chocolate with milk. Do you guys remember when I used to take like that? Two wait, bar- I will describe it. Okay, go ahead. Lil. The trick I was taught from my older brother as a kid: the best hot chocolate was to pour the glass of milk, open their carnation package, pour it on the cold milk, stick that in the microwave. Once it was heated up, then you stir. Am I wrong? No, no. Then you'd heat it up. You're right. And then I forgot about that till just now. And, and have, then you stir. And then you'd have and this like, you, congealed, yeah. crunchy chocolate up. At it's the like top. a crunchy, yeah, because it's been like nuked. Okay. So that would be my favorite. First of all, the only time I ever shy saw I ever saw Shai make something was when he put Nest tea. <laughs> And quick mix and and liquid chocolate quick mix and coffee together over oh. ice. That's all. Close that, that's the five year age gap. Eat. Maybe Lily had more access to. Oh, no, yeah, chocolate. I remember the. Um, I remember the the like carnation specific instructions. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. The best hot chocolate in the entire world is from Mesquite Chalet. That's hands it. down. I agree. There's. Hands down, there is no other good. I don't need any of your fancy really bullshit with whipped cream, tiny marshmallows, fancy designs, you know, hand shaved chocolate. Get me to a ski hill, press the button on the machine. That is the best hot chocolate in the world. And it's entirely day. unclear what that mix is. Like, what is in there? I'm pretty sure it's just made with like water and sugar and and you know. But it's truly amazing. Now, now the worst hot chocolate thing I've ever seen, and I feel so bad for mom when she does this, is she'll have the grandkids around, and they'll want a hot chocolate. Now, their experience of a hot chocolate is essentially what Becky's describing, plus a pound. Also, also diner hot chocolate. Yeah, diner hot chocolate. Those kids eat a lot of diner hot chocolate. Which is what Becky's describing with whipped cream on top, right? And then Mm -hmm. mom will go and bring you a hot chocolate where she's like cook the milk in a pot and then take like a big thick like cocoa chocolate bar and melt it in because that's a fancy way. But it just makes the kids sad. It makes them feel like they, they asked for hot chocolate and they got homework instead. Well, because it's always like chunky and the ratios are never right. And it's sour. Who wants the dark chocolate hot chocolate under the age of 30? 
I don't know. Anyways. No one. Um, just go to a ski hill. It's the only I appropriate will say time that, place. <laughs> sorry. I will say that, like, as, like, an adult, like, for a healthy alternative. <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. You're right there. I do. Well, well, I know what you're going to tout. You can do it as much as you want. It's no, gross. I like it. It's like a cup of oat milk and then the the, the oh. coat, like, warmed up. Uh, a s- tablespoon of the, like, real cocoa um, powder, like you would use, like you use Ghirardelli's or whatever, like just pure cocoa, nothing else, no sugar added. And then two stevias, and mmm, delicious. I feel like it, the, but the cocoa never quite you disintegrates just Because I drink it. my it's beverages like scalding chunky. hot, so then you stir no, super, no, no, super fast, and you definitely get a nice chunk of dark chocolate at the bottom. Love it. All right. Well, Ugh. moving on. Anyway. I think one of the things we touched on in our hot chocolate discussion is one of our favorite topics, and I think really one of the more recurring topics, which is our incredible um, mother, um, who has so many amazing qualities, and there are so many things that we do love to do with her, even if her hot chocolate's a little on the sour side. And one of those is to watch movies and television with her. I have the best memories of at a very young age staying up to watch all of the nighttime dramas that were well, well, well above my head with mom, not to mention countless movies, because she is truly a lover of all movies. So what I want to ask you all is what are some of your favorite movies to watch with our mother? And what's that experience like? Well, um... My favorite movies, well, I will say, like, I, I will mention that mom showed me movies that I think I was too young to watch, like, Grease. Um, because, like, these are, like, classics that she loved. And maybe because it's a musical, I guess you can just get away with it in the 80s. But it was, I for sure did not understand, like, 90% of what was going on in that movie except the songs. And I didn't even understand those. So there's like that movie experience I have with them like you kind of destru- you described and like staying up late watching ER with mom when I was like 10 and I didn't even understand what was happening. Um, but then, yeah, watching a movie with mom is tricky because she- it's so much fun that you actually cannot tell if it's a funny movie or it's mom that make is making you enjoy it. So it's like a whole experience Cheaper by the Dozen being a perfect example of, like, if somebody were to ask, is that a funny movie? I'd be like, I don't know what to tell you. I laughed so hard, but I was mostly turned looking at my mom the whole time, just checking her reaction. And watching her was hilarious. I remember seeing that in the old Montreal Forum movie theater, the three of us with mom, and her, like, laughing so hard. I thought she was going to fall out of her chair. And as a result, I remember laughing so hard that I could cry. As a result, it continues to be one of my favorite movies. Exactly. But it's like, is it a good movie? We'll never know. Because we had the best movie experience. Um, I will say that this summer I had the absolute pleasure of watching Snatched, Dream Come True, with my sibs, my sister-in-law, and my mom, which was phenomenal. Where did we watch it, too? I mean, this was... In an RV. In an RV. Squished together on an RV, like, bench slash table. And it was amazing. And I think we saw it on an iPad, maybe. But for me, I felt like I saw it on a big screen. It was, it was, it was quite an experience. And it's like, 
It was a very small bench, so huddled it's, together. Yeah, the and I would say that like watching mom laugh at like these super like hilarious dirty jokes um, was just so funny. And then like of our childhood funny movies with mom, I mean like there's just there's just so many, you know. Like, that I, it's hard to like pick just one, but recently I watched like a few weeks ago a Spanish comedy, which are pretty raunchy uh, comedy. It's like right up mom's alley. Um, recently watched that. And I was like, I wonder if this will be as funny. And I literally, again, like I got a crick in my neck from turning left the whole time watching her reaction. And they're like, Oh, Oh, when she's laughing so hard, you know, like her stomach hurts. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, it's totally like it crosses language barriers. Because she's fluent in Spanish and thinks this is hilarious as well. And in fact, I think Spanish comedies are better to watch with her because they are raunchier. So it kind of leaves a lot of room for like inappropriate laughter too. Where you know, you like shouldn't be totally laughing. And uh, it was an amazing experience. Now, one of my favorite experiences that's sort of a meta experience of watching a movie with mom is when you're watching dirtier comedy like when we watched Snatched this summer or Baywatch um, or any of the hangover type movies and dad who is another great person to watch movies with but will sometimes get in is a he mood. Though? Yes is ab- he though? absolutely absolutely yeah no he's very enthusiastic but, but, but when if you get dad in a mood where he does not want to laugh at the R-rated jokes and you have the contract oh my of God. mom giggling on the couch and dad just getting angry at the profanity it makes it even funnier but extraordinarily awkward for anyone who isn't related to them Mm-hmm. yeah because you're like well why is this man sitting down to watch an R-rated comedy and getting angry that there's fuck jokes <laughs> Or F four jokes. <laughs> You're like, do you realize you knew what you signed up for? When Dad complains about toilet humor, that has to be one of my favorite. I just things. don't like toilet humor. But I don't understand this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Mom is like, I want more toilet humor. Um, it's it's uh, one of the many. Right, so cheaper by the dozen. Snatched. I feel like anything that features Goldie Hawn or Bette Midler, Mom is in deep. Like. The first Wives Club is like an ultimate mom. Yeah. Like, sure. <laughs> so it's like, I remember watching Clickers with mom. That's a really, those, are, those are really good movies. Those aren't yeah, like those are, because you're no. just watching it with mom. Those are like legitimately great okay, movies. Okay, fine. Those are legitimately good movies. But then there's definitely like a whole... S- subcategory no, of films we're not right. sure no good. like like the category of movies and tv shows that are definitely not good but you Hard enjoy watching them with your with mom so like hawaii 5 is a terrible show but i love watching that with mom i don't even know if it's, it's like still on so, but it's i will so relaxing. watch because she's just like so into it and she knows the characters and the stories and everything is so the I, best, i'm sorry just have to interrupt the best thing is that like mom when you watch Wi-Fi? What were that? She goes, I love watching it for the scenery. Like, mom, this is shot a lot in LA. Like there is literally a few shots of like beach. I think it's shot in Hawaii. Is it though? Because there's those like standard like you know Shutterstock like quick images of the Hawaii, and then they're always at the precinct. Like, and then they like hire a few Hawaiians, and they're on the beach like talking. I mom was like, I love watching it for the scenery. Like, 
He's like, Jose should definitely watch it just for the scenery. But I will also say is that what's amazing about her is that you will be watching a movie with her. She'll come in halfway or from the beginning be asking a ton of a million questions yet, right? Like she won't even remember the movie you watched the night before. Um, But you turn on an NCIS rerun in the middle of the day, out of sequence. And she's like, oh, this is the one where the Mossad takes everybody out for ice cream, but it's before Mark Harmon grew his goatee or whatever. I... <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why those uh, shows are um, so much fun to watch with her. Yeah, but, that, but there's this other side that I, and I feel like I it drives Allie crazy. I inherited this a little bit, is that, the, yes. It, it's, it's, Oh, the predictions. It's like uh, enough already. Yeah. You can't sit down and watch a thriller with either one of you. And then I try to copy you guys. Like I watched a thriller last night with my mother-in-law and my husband. I was like, oh, that guy's definitely the killer, guys. I got it. Yeah, he for sure wasn't the killer. He like was having an affair with somebody, but like not even really. He was totally trying to help the case. He ended up kind of being the hero. And I was like, oh, shut up, Lily. Do you ever get annoyed like, so you when you predict it in your head? You're like, ooh, I don't want to say it out loud in case, I, in case I'm wrong and I sound dumb. And then it, then it's your prediction. Yeah. You're like, shit. I should have said something. I could have owned Yes. I to- yes. And, and then, then if you know like, like, what are you talking about? You're like, nobody believes you. Know? you. So you oh, it makes to, like, me crazy. That that's why. Then, that's one of the reasons yeah. why I probably subconsciously <laughs> won't go to the movies alone is because when I have a prediction, I need somebody to tell it to in order to have proof. That's a good. That's a good reason not oh, to go to the movies point. alone. I think you know. I think people sometimes don't like watching movies with me in theaters because I Ooh, need I to love talk talking to the person during a movie. Sitting next to me. I'm sorry for everybody, right? And it. I think like you can see Vlad just sinking lower and lower in his chair when he sits next to me in a theater because he's. I talk so much. But but let's be clear. When we when we talk about a movie, right? We're not talking about like something else it's not like when you're sitting down to watch a football game and two people are talking about no whatever they saw on what's the going on on I mean, we're in deep on the deep movie, on the movie. Being like no that was that can't be oh my god or predictions or they're like wait wait da, 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 trying to understand what's going on or you're like okay that actor once was in this other movie and like you have to like analyze the imdb <laughs> shit out of it or you're going deep onto the story oh, that's yeah. like that actor is Brett Cullen, and then everything stops because Brett Cullen. Right. <laughs> and then mom's like, "What have I seen him in? Didn't I see him in that movie Cheaper by the Dozen?" And you're like, "No, mom, you didn't. What are you talking about?" She's like, "Yes, I did." And then he probably was like in like in a background shot, and she does remember. Well, it's like so, so weird. Then you look up his IMDb, and then you uh-huh. feel like crazy because mom beat you. It's nuts. Like, and we even touched on other things, like watching suspenses with moms. Like, as a whole other thing I didn't even think about, about you and mom's, like, oh, wait, weird Jedi prediction. Are we going to get to my John Bernthal facial blindness? Yeah, we can, we can talk because about I it right now. I tell you, I am, like, consistently confused. It's because you never watched... I, first of all, he that guy's the most recognizable face ever. Yes, but when ever. he it's goes like just from bald to hair, I swear to God, I cannot... They're, like... <laughs> Are, it's because you didn't see The Walking Dead no, first. When I see him, I, like the first time I saw him was House of Cards. And the next time I saw him in something, he had hair. And I was like, this is driving me insane. And it still happens. Every time he shows up in something, bald, hair, hair, bald. I cannot tell him apart from himself. Or, 
But Becky, he's so, he has so much face. How could you not recognize his face? I literally face? never, I never recognized, it's taken me, I'd say, like, four or five years to recognize him and stuff. Oh, sorry. Guys. Like, a I solid five years to figure out who he is. And I'm still okay, amazed. Wait, um, did you, do you remember the bad guy from Dick Tracy? The one with, like, had, like, all that Al Pacino? Like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Flat Top. That's who, yeah, that's yeah, who yeah, he yeah. looks what? like. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Yes. yes, he maybe. does. There is nobody that's yeah. acting right now that has that maybe much Maybe Lily face. doesn't know who we're he talking about. so much face. I do know you're Dale from The Walking Dead. I know exactly who you're talking about. You mean the, we're talking about the guy Not who played Dale. the Punisher, right? Is that his name? Or Shane. Shane or whatever. No, we're talking Dale about the guy who played the Punisher, right? But he, In Daredevil. What? what? See, I don't know, did he? I'm in the midst of looking up Dick Tracy right now. Yeah, look at the, that bad guy. What, Shai, what is... <laughs> no, hold on. I'm looking up Dick Tracy. bad guy from Dick Tracy. Well, no, there, there's Flat Top and there's Pruneface. Where's face. that coming from? Neither oh, wait, of that's... them to me look like John Bernthal, but those are the two. Well, I'll tell you right now. Who... Oh, he was in Sakari. No, in okay, the Daredevil. Wait, what, what's the Punisher thing? No, no, okay, but I'm saying that, like, if you see him, if you see him go from House of Cards, so I'm sure you guys didn't see, but if you saw the HBO series Show Me a Hero, um, he's in that, he's in that miniseries, and they're just, like, such drastically different people, like, faces and everything, it's confused me ever since. Punisher, what's the Punisher? Oh no, the big crazy thing is great. You gotta look <laughs> up that face because now I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's, it's actually What's his name, is it, is it Flat Top? <laughs> is it Flat Top Beck? <laughs> oh, no, it, says, it says, I'm looking at Henry Silva in Dick Tracy. So we have to see who Henry Silva played, which character. Oh my god. It's the I don't one know. with all the face You know who I'm talking about. Hold on. Anyways. Um, no, Becky, that's know. not who I'm talking about. That's not. Oh, then what are you talking? Oh, oh okay, I see flat top. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you talking about? These people have great faces. It could be any of them. I thought you were talking about the guy with like the giant, um, like no, eye, I'm like eye socket brows. Hold on, now I got to like, dick. Hold on. Anyways, we can move okay. on. I'm just gonna so this was going to be the section where I said, all right, what are your other recommendations and thoughts of the week? Becky kicked it off with her John Bernthal rant. Um, I- <laughs> Who, by the way, up until yesterday, I thought his name was Josh Bernthal, so I had a really hard time jo- jo- Josh Bernthal worked that. in the kitchen Which at might camp, be part I of think, my confusion. Oh, the one that Al Pacino plays, Shy. <laughs> He plays the the boss. I forget. Who's that? The name. the one that I think like... he looks like with all the face. He's got like so much prosthesis on. Oh yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying for sure. I thought you meant one of like yeah. the more you know. So my my other question then is just what? Let's let's bracket off here. John Bernthal. Beck, are you pro I am. John Bernthal? No, I'm Anti pro John Bernthal. John Bernthal. I'm pro John Bernthal, and I'm always know? shocked and amazed at how I consistently every time he's in something, I'm like, who is that guy? And like, it's taken me five years okay, to recognize him. Is, I'm flabbergasted. No, I recognize him now, but it's taken me that. five years of consistently seeing him in things. 
Should I, I need you just IMDb images of this guy's face. Uh, uh, Google search images of this guy's face and tell me he doesn't look the exact same. Like he just Al like, Pacino in. In, like first of all, he looks like Al Pacino and no, Dick Tracy, I, I, and he literally looks I, like like he's he's one of those people I feel like he can't be cast in everything because he just always looks the same. I'm telling you, you give him hair and you take the hair away, it's two <laughs> different people. It's well, all right. All I can say is, but is I am that a fan of it. I've only seen him. Okay. I've only seen him in two things in um, See, Cario. Here's and the thing: in... I bet you've seen him in twenty things. You just don't realize it. It's a good point, according to Becky. <laughs> Thank you. But I think I, he's such a distinct right. character really? in Walking Dead that having seen him in that, like, then it's hard. It was hard for me to shake that. So from my beginnings with him there, I always recognize him, even though I got his name wrong. Walking Dead. <laughs> Called him Dale. Wait, Shai, what were you? What have you been trying to say? Other recommendations? I, I don't know. I, I, this is what off is, the rails. What are the other off recommendations? The what, what else do people need to get off their? Chest? No, not recommendations. I was gonna. I was gonna ask Lily on on the last episode. Lily um, detailed premise? the entire no, episode I by just episode. The premise. You babies. Felt like Mind Hunter. And I want to. Of it though. I want to know if Lil. I want to know if Lil. If, I, is there anything I, else you I watched since we last talked that you would, you would recommend or that I have you hated? Not, or? I have really since Tuesday. I have not had the time to watch very much except this like Spanish suspense thriller. Um, but um, I I will say that I had a funny thing where I was I called our Uncle Harry. And I was talking to him, and if just for listeners, our Uncle Harry's this boisterous. Um, kind of I feel like a rogue character. Life of the party. He's life of the he's party. He's a quintessential like uncle, right? And I feel like his you know tastes and opinions are pretty like would be more like hardcore. You know, like I don't necessarily why I can imagine Uncle Harry or Tio Harry watching a romantic comedy, right? Like doesn't really fit as much. I don't know. So I'm I were I was riffing with him about different TV shows that I've been watching and and I do recommend on this podcast Ozarks for sure. Um, uh, it was awesome and him and I were talking about that and then he's like you know there's this show that I'm enjoying watching I'm looking forward to watching the second season I was like ooh ooh what is it because we we talked about a whole bunch of shows. And he's like, um, what is it called? This is us. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say this is us? Cause I watch that. Like when I need to like, you know, cook and like cook and cry and not pretend it's just I about the cry. onions. And I'm chopping. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, I just really like it. It just gets so deep. <laughs> That's it. And I was like, you know, maybe reflect and think for a second. And while the show like ridiculously pulls at your heartstrings, it is actually quite an interesting look at intergenerational relationships, and it is quite deep. And I, you know, I was like, okay, I'll give it my vote for today. All right. T.O. Harry, bringing the surprising thing. I would yeah. say, so I have two. One, I want to I just note that Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I have been on oh, since so the great. first episode. So great. Which, which for me oh, is like somehow they channeled it. Police Academy and Parks and Rec and put them in the same place. Yeah. Everybody on that show is amazing. Uh, I love the characters. I love all the bits. Terry Crews just kills me every time. The guy time. that played the captain is, gets um, like funnier and funnier every episode, I find. Ca- 
Uh, Andre Brower, uh, Captain Andre Holt, yeah. goes such down. A genius casting move. Genius. That to me that goes down like uh, Phil Hartman on news radio level amazing as Andre Brower on on so Brooklyn Nine Nine. But anyways, every year the Halloween episode is yeah, it's hilarious epic, yeah. because. There's this big competition between the different members of the team and and uh, about uh, finding or stealing a particular item. And I, I don't want to spoil the end, but not only was this one beyond hilarious, but it also had an awesome emotional character payoff that made me quite misty at the mm-hmm. end. And I'm always impressed with a show that can be this many years in that I... I don't know who is watching it other than us and a few other people that I know, but I just loved this particular episode. It made me so happy to like sit down and watch a Brooklyn episode and, and have it be amazing. I know a lot of people who feel now, the same way as you about that show. That is a fantastic show. Well, good. That makes me happy. Yeah. Um, so the other one I want to talk about is is like like a tinge on the slightly more embarrassing side because, you know, there's only so much room I have for good television in my brain. And last night before I went to bed, I needed to put something on in the iPhone and I didn't want to watch any of the serious shows that I've been watching or like new shows. And Uh-oh. and then for some reason I was like, you know, never got past the second episode of Fuller House. Oh, so I got past the first five minutes. I couldn't get through the first episode. I, oh, that is something that even mom couldn't watch. I watched it with mom, and she was like, oh, I don't think I can keep watching this. I was like, even you? Shy. So the third episode, the third episode, which was about a girl's night out, uh, it was essentially like a PG-rated version of the movie Bad Moms, only with Uncle Joey babysitting the kids, um, uh, was... um, Far better than the earlier episodes, but I but I recognize that there's a certain amount of shame. Um, but I will say I'm probably going to keep watching it before I go to bed because it's a nice, like, relaxing, low stress. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. I could see, yeah, I could see how that would kind of lull your brain to sleep, and you could for sure fall asleep and not care that you missed it. Or, or like, my brain could play out the rest that 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 happened. Um, but it actually was very comforting, and I think, like many shows, the third ep- like th- that first, those first two episodes are are really hard to watch. Even though, like, I was rooting for it, um, but by the third episode, especially since they dispensed with all the ca- most of the cameos of the other characters, um, and they just focused on Andrea Barber, Jodie Sweetin, and Candace Cameron Bure, um, was was a little bit more fun and a little bit more enjoyable. So in any event, I can't recommend it to anyone. This is more just me ex- expressing my shame. Um, and on that shameful note, let's wrap up. And I'll leave this open in the air. You're the you're yeah, the, wait hold on go. you're the one who had I to go. go. But I am you're the one who's like I have to go put my in the air to discuss next time. I'm posing a question. Okay, here's my question. Mm. Why, why I'm is writing there it down. not more Taylor Kitsch in our lives right now? Where is he? Oh, that is a deep well, question. Well, no, that, that's a very deep question because well, we'd have to go and look at his, you know, post-Friday Night Lights uh, movie history of yeah, well, just bomb wanna, after bomb. He's like a curse on whatever movie What is in. going on like, really and awful. why is he not in my life? I know. Like, and a lot of the times he's in movies that are supposed to be good movies or big movies. And I just like, 
Well, let's let's pose it. Let's leave this. First. All right, all right. The curse of Taylor Kitsch for next for next time. Um, all right, curse of Taylor Kitsch for next time. Um, Becky, uh, where can people find you and follow your amazing, cool stuff that you're doing? Listen, I I'm not comfortable giving out my address on the internet. Sorry, but you are comfortable giving out your Rice Krispie square recipes on your I don't have one. blog. Um, I don't have one yet on the blog, although I do love a good Rice Krispie treat. Um, so, uh, every day out is my, uh, creative outlet, everydayout.com for healthy recipes. There you go. And amazing photography of food. I mean, everyone takes pictures of food, but you and your friend Janine. Thank you. I, I actually really feel like the photo game needs to be up there. I'm really not proud of these photos yet, but thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to get. I'm gonna upgrade the, the my uh, my equipment, and try and take better pictures. But thank and you. And Lily, where can people follow you? I, on Twitter as Chichi K Gomez, I think. That, that is right. I know I forced you to Twitter <laughs> handle so that we could banter, but I just send you tweets, and honestly, like famous people tweet back to me more oh, than my I own sister I just need does. to get into it. I'm unmotivated because I don't have a lot of followers. It could be because nobody knows who I am. But I do have stuff to say. Well, um, Wait, should I have a question? Why are you so interested in Lily being on Twitter, but like, I'm never asking me to be on Twitter? Oh, boy. Here comes the youngest sibling. Well, I just don't understand. Why are you making this video? No, like I she made it myself, like, and I need to tweet handle? him. Well, Beck, wait. Beck, I thought I thought that you did your social media under Everyday Oat, and I figured like I don't want to tarnish the brand of Everyday Oat with like my Everyday Oat does not tweet. Oh, okay. So no, I think you should absolutely have a handle because I think the three of us should go back and forth and do bits. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me. I don't even know how long this has been going on without me, but maybe well, I'll. It's a long time, it. but I, very I, I, little. It's has hard happened. for me to keep up with it, but I mean to, and I like to. And I have stuff to say. The other day I had something to say, and I just didn't get around to it. Um, All right. And then um, me, uh, you can find me at Pancake4Table on Twitter, at Pancake4Table on Instagram. And coming soon, by the time this podcast is up, www.pancake4table. That's pancake4table.com. Um, is a website I've been working on for a really long time, but we're finally going to kick it off. And, and it is going to house all of the things sort of happening in the Pancake for Table um, universe. I don't know if universe is the right way to describe it. Maybe like small. Wait, is the website spelled like the number four is spelled out or it's just it, like, it, the, like the actual? It's the word? number four. Um, like the like the handle, so it's consistent across all the platforms. Um, uh, uh, so yes, it's pancake four, the number four mm. table um, at uh, um, dot com will be the address, and it will have links to this podcast. It'll have um, a feed of the various artistic projects and animations that I'm working on for fun. And it also is going to house and link to all of the musical projects I've been involved with over the years um, because those have sort of been homeless for a little while on the internet and I think it will be fun for anybody who um, misses the folk rock scene of Montreal of the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, 
to go and mm. d- go and dig into that. Mm-hmm. So thank you, people, for listening. Um, Beck and Lil, this is my favorite thing to do, um, is to hang out with you guys, even if it's virtually. And um, make sure to do your dance now as the outro music plays. Dancing, the outro music plays. Dancing. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll edit yep. it in afterwards. Yep. All right, later, guys. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Yeah, so we have a version of a podcast that essentially has Becky and Shy having a totally instant conversation and then random sprouts out of Lily, like sprouts of Lily comments that come completely out of left field. But because it's Lily, it's really hard to tell if it's actually in sync or not. So there are times where Lily's just like going on describing the details of Mindhunter and you and I are talking. And it's just unclear if Lily's ignoring us and talking or if that's the way it was supposed to go. And so here I am sitting like a Foley artist from the 1950s. Um, uh, you like that? I used an official word. Foley artist. Foley artist. It's a little Foley artist, maybe. I don't know.